Do you think that classical music is not for you and you don't know where to start? Or maybe you're a fan already and would welcome a fresh approach. You've come to the right place. Perfect pitch is for everyone, beginners or experts, whatever your age. Lend Nick Healy Hutchinson your ears for his weekly dose of classical music that will enrich your life. In 1899, Finland had been occupied by Tsarist Russia for nearly a hundred years. The press celebrations of that year were a thinly disguised protest against increasing interference by the Russian Empire, and the piece we now know as Finlandia by Jean Sibelius was composed specifically for this occasion. Even the title was changed a number of times to reflect any association with the country. The work is another of Sibelius's tone poems, that term given to a piece of music whose express purpose is to convey a story, person or theme. It opens with a rather demonic phrase, and the oppression of the Finnish people is abundantly clear throughout the music, before reaching calm in a sort of hymn. In fact, there were words written for this later, and ultimately a statement of true defiance. This is a composition driven by nationalism, a depiction in music of struggle, oppression and, finally, freedom. Finland is only some 1,500 kilometres away from another territory currently under assault from the same country now, so its underlying message is just as apt today for the people of Ukraine. I'm sure you'll know it all too well, but the context for which it was written can help you to listen to it in a different way. Finlandia by Jean Sibelius is played here by the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Herbert von Karajan.
Here's a musical recipe for the design of a Finnish piece. Start with a theme from the second violin concerto by the technical wizard Paganini, then add a dash of Franz Liszt's transcription from his Grande Etude de Paganini in 1851, and finally, for good measure, mix in some extra input from another virtuoso, Ferruccio Busoni. Busoni was a gifted pianist and composer, bridging the 19th and 20th century. He was a child prodigy who complained of never having had a childhood. But any parents who give their only son middle names of Dante and Michelangelo are making their helicopter parent aspirations abundantly clear. The result of this formidable concoction is La Campanella, widely recognised as one of the hardest piano pieces in the repertoire. If you didn't know differently, you could be forgiven for thinking at times that this is a duet, so demanding are the leaps. To pull this off successfully, you need a pianist of the highest order. I was lucky enough to hear John Ogden, one of this country's greatest pianists, playing Beethoven's Fifth Concerto at the Royal Festival Hall, before he suffered a nervous breakdown. He was a much-loved man, known for his kindness and gentleness as a person and a masterful technician as a professional pianist. He was only 52 when he died of pneumonia. So I was more than a bit excited to find this recording, which I can only describe as astonishing. Thank you. 
The clarinet, which we all know today, is a very far cry from the instrument which was invented in about 1700. It certainly didn't make the warm, velvety sound which now sits so well with voices and other instruments alike. So it was a bit of a surprise to some people that Mozart took an instant liking to it in Vienna and wrote what is now acknowledged to be the loveliest clarinet concerto in music. It's hard to believe that something overflowing with such joy and optimism could have been written just weeks before he died. Even if you're new to classical music, there's every chance you will have heard this piece at some stage, and this is a perfect example of where familiarity can cause you to overlook its charm. And that's exactly why it's important to hear a good recording. We're going to listen now to the final movement. The soloist is Martin Fröst, and I think you'll notice two things in particular. First, he takes it a quite a lick, but secondly, this speed does not in any way compromise an extraordinary accuracy. There's also plenty of colour and variety in tone, all of which culminates in bringing a real freshness to a piece where you thought you'd heard everything before. It certainly made me sit up. The third and final movement of Mozart's clarinet concerto is played here by Martin Frost with the Bremen Chamber Orchestra.
And while we're on the subject of finales, let's finish today with the last movement of a less familiar symphony. Of all Beethoven's nine symphonies, his fourth, first performed in 1806, probably gets the least airing. Sandwiched between the revolutionary third and arguably the most famous piece of music of all time, the fifth, maybe that's not surprising. It's an undeserved neglect, as you will hear from this dazzling final movement. It has all the playfulness of his teacher Haydn, bubbling with spirit in a manner which Beethoven called aufgenupft, meaning unbuttoned. Pavo Yevi and the Chamber Orchestra of Europe get the brief just right in this live performance.
That's it for now. Thank you for listening to Perfect Pitch with Nick Healy Hutchinson. He'll be back again next week with some more treasures for you. So please do join him then. And you can subscribe to this podcast by clicking on the link below.